The lines above from the free verse poem I too have some dreams mere bhi hain kuch khwab by Noon Meem Rashid introduce the central concern of a crucial figure in the history of poetic modernism in Urdu Passage describes the forces of ruination in an age in which the rivers have run dry and cities have returned to deserts or been ravaged by human destruction. Against these forces of desolation, the narrator calls out to love, asserting that he still has his own dreams. In the beginning of this poem, the narrator notes the mutability of the present and the future. and the possibility if not the certainty of newness and change in the world the dreams he describes relate to beauty to place to language to tradition to the new to community and to the being this poem articulates the ambitions of the author from his poetry the poem further illustrates the manner in which urdu poetry is enmeshed in the politics of language its opening line is divided into two phrases first of which ae ishq azal gheer o abtab is entirely comprehensible in persian while the second mere bhi hai kuch khwab is a bolchal a spoken language idiom sometimes referred to as hindustani this spoken language is shared both in urdu and what is now the modern standard or khadi boli hindi the poem demonstrates how hindi and urdu are for all intents and purposes spectrum of one language written into scripts subject to language reform movements for much of their modern history the two languages become attached to religious communities across the 19th century urdu shot through by persian vocabulary and poetry transformed into a language of muslim minority and hindi studied with sanskrit words became a national language for hindu majority urdu would become the national language of pakistan following the violent partition of british india in 1947 while hindi was adopted by the post colonial indian state in this poem and throughout his larger oeuvre nm rashid emphasized the composite nature of urdu and asserted the indigeneity not the foreignness of persian aesthetics as this poem makes clear both in terms of meter and lexicon though not confined by rhyme or a fixed number of metrical feet the poem maintains the basic outline of urdu and persian meter derived from the prosody of arabic and distinct from the sanskrit and braj bhasha metrics adopted and transformed in modern hindi poetry from the early 20th century on rashid's poem maintains these links despite being an example of what is called azad poem or the free verse in urdu which rashid pioneered and popularized at the end of the 1930s while breaking with the classical form such as ghazal rashid's poetry mines the history of language the composite nature of the language of urdu makes it impossible to read this literature in isolation from other languages rashid's poetry demands a comparative and multilingual methodology the genealogy of the thought this poetry participates in is similarly rich take for instance the opening line of the poem o love embracing the beginning and illuminating the end 
I too have dreams. The words Azal and Abad, translated as beginning and end, refer to the eternities on either side of time. Both times most probably derive from the Middle Persian language of Pahlavi, signaling an encounter with the temporal understanding of Zoroastrianism. Also, the term used for love, that is Ishq, is in the poem, brings to the mind a worldview often associated to Tasavvuf, Sufism, according to which the universe is created out of and sustained by divine love. While Sufism is certainly a polyvocal phenomenon, frequently more worldly and collective than transcendent and individual. Its mystical conventions feature quite prominently in classical Persian and Urdu poetry, especially in Ghazal. For readers familiar with modern text, Ishq also invokes the poetry of Muhammad Iqbal, an Islamic modernist and Persian Urdu poet credited as the spiritual father of Pakistan. Iqbal, a critic of many of the worldly and mystical practices of Sufism, reproposed love as an active force of creation, writing in dialogue with the vitalism of Henry Bergeson. Finally, the lines invoke a wide set of possible ideas about dreams, including, for readers familiar with Rashid's poetry, Freudian ideas of the unconscious. The poetry is dense with intertextual and linguistic references. Rashid's poetry, therefore, demands a very sophisticated form of close reading that is grounded in text and in context. It also demands attention to his formal experimentation. Rashid's modernism was guided by a vision of the purpose of literature that was unique in the history of Urdu writing in the 20th century, but that also challenges a number of contemporary modes of understanding the significance of non-Western literature. Rashid's writing decisively opposes the reading of literature as representative of communities or contributing to identitarian politics. This aspect of Rashid's poetry also sits uneasily with Urdu and Hindustani uh, criticism and history of literature. Rashid's poem used both markedly Persian elements and the common speech associated with Hindustani, resisting the naturalized association of language to people. His poetry recasts the formal conventions and traditional worldview of Urdu poetry from within, infusing them with other modes of analysis, often taken from Western modes of thought. Aspects of Muslim thought and Islamic references are found throughout Rashid's poetry, but they are typically reworked in creative ways. In his own modernist self-representation, whether in critical writings or in the manifesto introduction to his own work, Rashid rejected the conservative form of traditionalism that were prevalent in Pakistani Urdu letters and instead projected himself as an avant-garde modernist rapturing with tradition. Rashid's modernism was defined by the profound distrust of collective forms of identity. He instead celebrated poetry as a site of articulating individual dreams. In critical writings and in his poems, he argues for individual experience over collective belonging, whether in the form of the nation-state, religious identity or restrictive ideological commitment, including traditionalism and socialism. 
in their place, as in I too have some dreams, he emphasized the value of individual perception and critical insight. A focus on individual experience over ideological determination is a defining feature of modernism in South Asia as elsewhere. Yet it should be noted that there is no lack of collectivity in his poetry. In a quotation with which I began, as in his later work, especially he visualizes collective life in the form of a city or cities or a shared secular space rather than a national, ideological or religious community. Rashid's focus on individualism and criticism of identitarianism is best understood as emerging from the trenchant criticism of empire and domination that pervades his poetry in various forms throughout his oeuvre. While his criticism of British colonialism in his early work is obvious to all but the most contrary of readers, his inhabitants of an anti-identitarian position is most thoroughly developed in his poems about World War II and devastation of the partition of British India which highlight the terror and violence of modern forms of identity. After the formation of Pakistan, Vatan, that is the homeland, largely disappeared from his published work. Instead, he turns, as in his poems, to outspread the desert, the ruins of the city, their destroyers. He offers the possibility of new dreams, the mutability of the present and future, and of the new celebration of man's birth. In post-partition works, Rashid's earlier focus on embodiment transforms into criticism of form of belonging grounded in ideas of religious transcendence. This is particularly the case in poems opposing national teleology, especially the promise of Pakistan as in line with divine mission. As in the poems excerpt above, Rashid's poetry maintains a proximity to religious discourse, even as it refutes the Islamic modernism of thinkers like Iqbal from the secular position. The final chapter of this book examines Rashid's turn to a modernist form of allegory as a means. Imagine an ideal form of collectivity addressing a transnational Urdu literary community. They chart the adjustment in the address of Rashid's poetry to take into account the challenging status of religious and national identity in the Pakistan of the 1960s. Although this study is divided both chronologically and thematically, Rashid's poetry holds together as a body of work and it is rewarding to see how his aesthetic project was shaped by a challenging historical and cultural context. One of the challenges of the writing above a single author, especially a poet like Rashid, who kept reforming his work in style and content is to charge how modernism changes dy dynamically over several decades. This book is about the history of the possibility of modernism in Urdu poetry and in South Asia more broadly across the 20th century as particular avenues closed and opened.
This was the excerpt from uh, one of the books that I've recently read by Sean Pugh. The book is called I Have I Too Have Some Dreams and it elaborates the works of the poetic works of Noonmeem Rashid or how he was called as NM Rashid in English and how he shaped the modernist poetic discourse of Urdu poetry if any of you gets time i would really recommend to read this book it's a brilliant piece in which you would be able to understand a lot of things that uh, you might have wondered if you were uh, working on Noonmeem Rashid you would find not only the analysis but also a good number of poems which have been translated uh, in english so you don't have to bother about the arabic or the devnagari script uh, so to speak instead you would be uh, reading a romanized version of his poetry hence you would be able to understand noonmeem rashid far more clearly than you have ever